TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast. The only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags, and uh, I'm flying solo today because, uh, unfortunately, Carl's had a, a very, very busy day, and he's uh, absolutely worn out as the lad. So, just me today, unfortunately. But I've just finished watching uh, UFC 258, one of the uh, the 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 lowest anticipated cards in a uh, well, especially main number. Uh, UFC events in a long, long while, uh, but it certainly wasn't without its uh, without its positives and its action. So, uh, quickly running through these prelims and early prelims, we started with Gabe Green picking up the decision against Philip Roy in the welterweight. Then going into uh, catchweight fight, we had uh, Chris Gutierrez beating Andre Ewell by decision. Uh, Pollyanna Viana picking up another victory in the women's strawweight division against Mar- um, Mallory Martin. Uh, Bilal Mohamed again another decision victory against Diego Lima in the welterweights. And then we uh, rounded off the prelims with uh, a great comeback victory and a real end-to-end fight with uh, Anthony Hernandez getting the second round sub against Adolfo Vieira. So then going into the main card, we started uh, in the middleweight division with um, Julian Marquez taking on Maque Patolo. Um, really interesting fight, and uh, again, quite like the, the, the fight before it, um, uh, Marquez able to, to pull a victory from, from pretty much the, the jaws of, of defeat. Uh, Patolo starts with uh, with the kicks. Um, both guys start really kind of uh, swinging. Um, uh, Patolo looks for an early takedown, but uh, Marquez is is able to uh, to defend that. But uh, unfortunately, wasn't able to to keep on his feet. And uh, the aggression from uh, Patolo was was rewarded in in the fact that he he got the takedown, dragging Marquez down to the floor. And once he had him on the floor, he he was able to really kind of uh, stay tight and press against um, uh, against Marquez. Well, Marquez is able to to get back to his feet, uh, and and was then um, able to to peel away from uh, Patolo. But um, uh, Patolo was was so good at being able to control uh, Marquez um, when it when it came to getting to the grapple and getting to uh, the close uh, uh, quarters uh, action. Uh, going into the the second. And um, yeah, it started a lot like the like the first. It was uh, Patolo coming out to try and really press the press the advantage. He 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 obviously was incredibly confident after that that first round, uh, and again went straight for straight for takedowns and was able to to um, to land the takedowns. Um, it was a, a better round for Marquez in terms of he was able to get back to his feet quicker. He was able to. Um, to uh, sprawl a lot more of the takedowns and and attempt his own submission moves. There was a point where he had a a, a tight guillotine in, uh, but uh, Patolo was was you could tell he was the better uh, on the ground. He was able to to really uh, turn the uh, the situation to his advantage and and and, and get back into top position. Uh, going into the third though uh, and. Uh, 
Patolo, um, he didn't start as as quick as he did in the in the in the first two rounds. Maybe it was a case of being tired. Uh, but uh, Marquez was was able to land more shots, was able to land more kicks and knees. Uh, he really kind of hurt uh, Patolo, but Patolo was able to to kind of get some space and 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 really regather his thoughts. Um, Marquez uh, was was kind of sensing the blood in the water. Uh, tried to grab for the guillotine, but he uh, because the guys have been working so hard for like, for the three rounds um, and and were both sweaty. Um, it meant that um, that Marquez fell off off the guillotine and, and landed on his back, which uh, gave uh, Patola the opportunity to get back into into uh, top control. Um, Marquez again uh, was so good at being strong to force his way uh, to to attempt um, to get back to his feet. But what this did, it gave uh, Patolo the chance to to transition to the back, grab the neck, uh, locked in a really tight rear naked choke. But then we saw Marquez uh, really launch a, a massive sweep and and was able to to uh, turn his way out of it. Um, Coming up to the 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 last few minutes of this this third round, and you could tell that these guys are both given everything that they could in in this fight, um, and they almost were swinging like they were fighting through molasses. Um, but we see uh, uh, Marquez uh, land some knees, try for the guillotine, uh, and this time he he, he gets it. Um, Patolo really does try hard to, to force his way out of the move, uh, but um, Marquez is able to, to keep the control. And we see an almost kind of a, an anaconda um, a lock where um, uh, Patolo has really kind of just struggled his way into a, a worse problem than he was in in the first place. Um, and um, Marquez knew that the the fight was over, and, and coming up to the the last minute of the round, um, um, Patola had no option but to tap. Uh, a great comeback story, and again, like kind of like the the match before it, it was um, it was just a, a a really kind of plucking the 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 victory out of the jaws of the sea for for Julian Marquez, but uh, a big victory for him, and uh, hopefully that'll. Um, Move him up in this uh, in this uh, middleweight division. Uh, shame for for uh, Pitolo, who now goes uh, one and four in his UFC career, and um, I think the writing may may well be on the wall for him there. Going into the the next fight, we uh, drop to the featherweight division, and we've got Brian Kelleher versus uh, Ricky Simone. Um, Ricky Simone is just like a, a ball of energy. I can't escape the the comparisons between him and and Clay Guida. They just have so similar fight styles, so uh, similar to to watch. You you can't help but get excited with uh, Ricky Simone. He's only got one kind of direction, and that and that's go. And he absolutely brought it in this fight uh, really just was able to control Kelleher on the feet um, uh, within a minute or so um, Kelleher had uh, had damage around his eye um, he, he took a, a massive elbow uh, whilst uh, on the ground um, and then the, the a choke really kind of uh, squeezed that, that uh, cut uh, and you could see the 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 blood pop out of it. So this was was something that Keller had to deal with all the way um, through the through this fight. Um, 
Simone was able to just um, outclass Kelleher on the feet, outclass him when he went to the ground. He just Kelleher just didn't have the the tools in his in his box to to be able to to compete with uh, with Ricky Simone. And the thing with Ricky is he's so dynamic with his shots and he's so dynamic with with changing his stance and 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 bouncing around. It it's hard to really pin the guy down and 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 get. Um, a, a good amount of offense against him. Um, Kelleher was was able to land some some big shots, but the thing with uh, with Ricky Simone was he's always able to uh, back off and then kind of uh, re uh, reengage his game plan uh, and and get have a a takedown or land some of those dynamic strikes that that come from pretty much every angle uh the kid's so young i think there was uh he's what 28 years old got such a bright career in in the ufc already got um a six and two record uh, and he's looking incredibly dangerous in the second round again. It, much like the the first round, it was uh, a lot of um, Ricky Simone just being the aggressor, landing landing shots, getting in and out with uh, with his kicks, uh, going to the ground when as and when he, he needed to. Um, it was a very very dominant performance, uh, and pretty much again the 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 same in the third round. The what what Keller was able to do more in the third round was was uh, stuff the takedowns a lot more uh, and really tried to uh, transition into the the guillotine, which uh, almost worked for him a couple of times in in the first couple of rounds, but uh, in the third round it, it really did uh, mean that he he ended up. Um, losing position a lot and ended up being back on the on the ground which you don't want to be with uh, somebody like Simone um the Calher did a, attempt to uh to uh create the Kimura grip uh but was just not able to to pull it off and and Simone uh was was very very calm and very very knowledgeable when he was um perhaps in in the weeds a little bit um the the at the end of the fight uh, on the feet with um, some some big shots from from Callahan, but unfortunately he didn't do enough in the previous fourteen uh, and a half minutes to to get the victory, and um, and Simone picked up a, a very uh, dominant unanimous decision with with thirty twenty uh, sevens all the way across the board. So going into the middle of this card, and we had uh, Kelvin Gastelum versus uh, Ian Harnish in the middleweight division. This is a uh, Kelvin Gastelum who has has really kind of uh, had a rough time of it recently. I mean, it wasn't that long ago you were seeing him uh, really go to war with uh, middleweight king uh, Israel Adesanya, and since then, um, unfortunately, he's, he's gone zero and three. Uh, with the likes of, uh, of the fights with Darren Till, uh, the guy's been in some absolute wars. But this is a kid who's still, again, very, very young. Came through the Ultimate Fighter Brazil. Um, just has so much potential and very reminiscent of, of Dan Hardy for me, where he ha- went on a, a massive tear uh, in this in this division, got himself to the the, the title pitch, and then just kind of dropped off a little bit. Um, for me, is is. <laughs> He's in that kind of no man's land of not being uh, a huge middleweight, 
but then not being um, not being having the power or the uh, the 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 size to to really kind of dominate in the welterweight division is is really kind of like uh, for me it'll always be a struggle because he's just not a big welt he's not a big middleweight fighter but uh getting into this fight he uh he finally gets a, another win in the column with a, a very classy um uh, unanimous decision over over Ian Harnish um just for me uh Harnish really made a, a good showing of himself uh on the ground game with the with the attempts of Kamoras and um the the um the really kind of classy submission that Ian Harnish always kind of brings to a fight, but the the issue was there just wasn't enough of that from from um, Harnish and Gaslin was um was able to easily um dominate on the feet. Is uh, obviously we all always know that Gaslin is a, a massive hitter. Uh, but when it when it does go to the ground, usually through a Gastelum takedown, uh, like for instance the sweep that he uh, he attempted in 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 the the first was absolutely glorious. Um, he was he was very calm when when uh, Harnish was able to to uh, lock in uh, submission attempts and was uh, was able to uh, really kind of use his. Uh, BJJ knowledge to, to get out of them and, and put himself in a in a, a better position. Uh, a couple of times, like I said, mentioned he, he went for the, for the Kamora in the first round, and uh, Gaston was able to uh, make sure he was his body was positioned correctly and really use his shoulder strength more than anything to to bully uh, Harnish out of out of the control for um, for the Kamora and able to to gain con- uh, top position and able to uh, really kind of unlock Lord on um, on Harnish. Uh, whenever, like I said, whenever it got to his feet, uh, it, it Gastelum uh, really did well. But then he also had the the great uh, wrestling skills that he used to to take the the fight to the ground. And that's that's pretty much how the fight went uh, all the way through uh, these three rounds. Um, Harnish uh, re- really did struggle to. Um, to control uh, Gastelum on on the on the floor, uh, and Gastelum was was able to uh, really have his way with with uh, Harnish uh, all the all the way through through the the, th- the three rounds. Uh, for me, I, I give all three rounds to to Kelvin Gastelum, uh, but I am I am biased towards the guy who's been uh, a fighter who's been one of my favourites for for a, a long long time. Um, Going towards the end of the third round, Harnish uh, really upped his game and started to to land a lot of takedowns of his own, um, and got to a point where we almost saw leg lock. Um, but um, on on the balance of things, uh, Gaslam did uh, more than enough to uh, to win this fight, uh, and he'll just be relieved that he's got another uh, win on the books, um, and. Uh, much praise to to Gaslam for for being able to do that. Going into the core main event now and uh, the future Macy Barber, the uh, the I think twenty two years old, so still incredibly young in this game. Um, coming off the back of of uh, 
of losses that, that really kind of a put a doubt on her career and she's taking on uh, Alexa Grasso who, who has really struggled to, to um, pick up uh, back-to-back wins in the UFC. I don't think, I think that this may actually be the first time that she's ever been able to, to do that uh, in the UFC, uh, which is not so much a uh, a showing of, of her as, as a fighter because coming into the UFC, she was 8-0. and all. Uh, I think it's just uh, a show of how uh, how much quality there is in this women's uh, flyweight division. Uh, but yeah, Alexa Grasso was able to, to pick off uh, Macy Barber. Um, the the interesting thing is the way that she did it. I mean, we all know that uh, Alexa Grasso hits hard. She's one of the hardest hitters in this division. Uh, everybody um, out, outside the, the champ is, is really fearful of, of that, that hitting power. Um, but she's never been really known for her ground game, uh, whether that's a, a case of um, she was so confident in her stand-up that she didn't really kind of uh, use the ground game, or whether it's uh, it's it's her really kind of rounding off her, her, her arsenal of, of techniques. But yeah, uh, in a in a fight where Macy was was tipped to kind of control the fight on the ground. Um, it, it ended up being Alexa Grasso that that really really controlled uh, the, the 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 takedowns and 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 the the, the wrestling on the floor. And when it came to uh, fighting on 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 the feet and landing the shots, Macy Barber did land some big big shots. But uh, Alexa Grasso was so uh, precise with her shots. She was able to uh, really land a hell of a lot and really stunt um, uh, Macy Barber to the point where there was no place in the octagon that, that Macy had uh, any kind of advantage. Um, Grasso was was crisper with her with the shots. Uh, and she was crisper with with the ground game, and that's what what essentially has, has won this fight for her. She was able to really kind of nullify the the tools of of uh, Macy Barber, um, and you can see the disappointment in Macy's face at the end of the fight. Uh, but again, going back to what I said at the beginning, this is a young kid. This is the twenty two year old thrown in pretty much at the deep end, fighting absolute killers in this women's flyweight division. Um, it can be massively, massively disheartening uh, that with um, with the loss. Uh, but what what she's got so long to to learn, and and you don't um, you don't uh, take losses like this without using them as a lesson to to get make yourself better. Um, to give uh, Mesa some props. Going to the the end of the third round, she gave everything to um, to Alexa Grasso, really landing some massive shots, and uh, it was testament to uh, Alexa's chin that she uh, uh, wasn't uh, wasn't uh, phased by this and was able to to ram the fight out and and pick up the the well deserved victory, um, and it, it was cool to see how. How much this this meant to her the the fact that she's able to for the first time get two victories in a row in the UFC. Um, hopefully, it'll mean uh, bigger things for her and and she can go on to um, to perhaps um, push for a, for a title shot. Uh, but but we'll we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm sure her and Dana will have a will have plenty of words after this.
uh, let's get into uh, the main event. And uh, yeah, like everybody has been saying on MMA Twitter, this uh, this card is is the the epitome of a one fight card. Um, one of the more kind of um, underhyped UFC events uh, for a for a numbered pay per view. Um, uh, it's a pity that that this was being charged uh in in the US um for 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 view but if you did pay for it you caught an absolute banger of a of a of a main event wow uh Kamara Usman and Gilbert Burns just absolutely just was worth every single penny. Uh, giving a little bit of backstory, these are um, two fighters who, who have, have known everything about each other for such a long, long time. Fighting with the uh, for the same team, uh, training with each other uh, for so many years. Uh, Gilbert Burns obviously did uh, started at, at lightweight and really kind of uh, struggled to find his place there, but but then uh, piled on the the pounds, came up to uh, welterweight, and it's been just an absolute just destroyer uh, in this division uh, really earned his straps and, and got got himself a, a well deserved title shot but what it meant was that he was facing one of his teammates um, Kamara Usman uh, did leave the, the camp and went to train with uh, Trevor Whitman uh, which for, for me was an, an, an absolutely spot on move because the thing with Kamara Usman is uh, as good as he's been, um, his his knockout power and his stand-up game has been um, one of his weak points. Uh, we know that how good he is at, at wrestling. We know how good he is uh, with uh, the shots being so uh, laser accurate and on point. But you go back to the likes of the, the Colby Covington fight, this uh, Kamara Usman threw everything at him and was... And and Covington was able to take that for the best part of five rounds. Um, he's really kind of struggled to be able to put fighters away. Uh, and when you have a fighter with the likes of Gilbert Burns, who is knocking people out left, right, and centre, spinning people's jaws, but then also has that uh, excellent ground game, especially off his own back. Uh, it was almost like he was the. Um, the, the super villain to uh, Kamara Usman's superhero character. Um, going into the fight, and Gilbert Burns did what he absolutely needed to do um, stop uh, Kamara Usman from controlling the center of the octagon, and he rushed out um, straight away, wanted to be the aggressor. Lands um, um, a overhand uh, right from the, over the top, lands an uppercut, and straight away we saw uh, Usman wobble. Um, Burns tried to swarm, landed a few more uh, punches. Usman did the right thing in in really trying to avoid uh, getting into a into a war with uh, with Burns, and was able to to kind of like regather his bearings. But it was a scary moment for for Kamara Usman and Burns knew uh knew that it was it was the the win was there um he threw a high kick which uh usman was able to catch uh which then uh, meant burns went down to his went down to the floor and that was burns was happy down there he, he even gave a 
gave uh, Camaro the, the, the signal to come and follow him down, but Camaro did not want to at, at all. Um, Burns uh, was was taunting almost uh, Usman with some leg kicks and then uh, gets back to his feet with a little bit of a capoeira style, which is just so, so classy. Uh, Usman then started to really open up, landing shots to the body and, 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 and the legs. Um... Once the fight was back on on the feet, uh, both guys were just was just hitting each other with big shot after big shot. Usman with uh, body kicks, uh, Burns with uh, right hands, jabs uh, for Usman, which uh, would end up being uh, a big factor later in the fight. Uh, this was just an absolute glorious first round. Uh, Burns ended uh, the, the first round on a high with a, a flurry of power punches, uh, and for me, took that first round and really gave uh, Usman a lot to think about. Um, coming into the the second round and uh burns came out pretty quick again like like uh, he did in the first was uh landing lots of shots uh with power but usman uh started to really kind of uh push that jab um and you could see that he knew the jab was was stinging uh burns uh, he did well to to start catching most more of Burns's kicks uh, to really nullify uh, the that kind of uh, uh, aggression from Burns w- with with the kicks, uh, and he switched up his stances quite a lot more in the second round than he did in the first. Uh, able to use the jab um, to uh, keep Burns at bay, as well as um, then trying to land more leg kicks. To, to take out that that tool of of, of burns um the the middle of the round uh usman lands a massive right hand and you could see that uh burns was was again kind of almost like uh, a mirror image of the, of the first round burns was was wobbled but he was able to to keep out of usman's way and was able to uh keep fresh and 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 really um, shake the cobwebs off whilst Usman attempted to to land that killer blow Burns was was kind of almost swinging for the fences in in like a, almost a survival mode um and he and he he ate another jab which uh which uh sent him down to the floor again uh Usman wasn't uh, willing to follow him uh, down to the ground uh, and Herb Dean uh, stands the the guys back up. Um, Burns uh, went to finish the round with a takedown but Usman just uh, backs him off Um, and at the end of the the round we actually actually see Herb Dean have to separate, separate the two but Usman had really kind of um, nullified that first round and, and it, going into the third, we were back on level terms. Uh, Usman with the, the impetus after a very dominant second round. Uh, third round, um, you could see that the game plans had, had kind of changed and uh, Burns um, didn't come in uh all guns blazing like he did in the first in the first two uh he just uh, cemented himself in the center of the octagon uh he whiffs on a, a low kick uh and then usman lands again that that perfect right jab which uh sends burns onto the floor this time usman did follow up he he, he knew that this was the the 
the chance to finish the fight, followed up, um, landing uh, perfect strikes, um, punches away, great uh, shots and hammer fists and uh, Herb Dean uh, had to call the fight, he gave uh, Burns the, the, the opportunity to recover uh, but Usman just absolutely swarmed him and we get a, a big victory for, for Kamaru Usman, his, his hardest test in this uh, in this div- division and this current run as, as champion and and yeah, he's come away from it uh, looking absolutely uh, unstoppable. Uh, great victory for Kamara Usman. And um, yeah, it's a, a sad end to this run for, for Gilbert Burns. But this is a guy who's going to be uh, back uh, in the title hunt in the very near future. He's got such a, such a high ceiling. Uh, and I expect him to to definitely take this, this loss and uh, learn from it. And, and come back a stronger fighter. So looking uh, forward to the the next event, it's uh, next weekend. We're back on the UFC Fight Nights uh, from the Apex. Uh, UFC Fight Night Blades versus uh, Lewis. Um, quite a, a, a packed card with the likes of Sergey Spivak, um, Shayna Dobson, uh, Draka Closer, Eddie Wineland, Andre Arlovsky, all on the, uh, the the prelims, and then uh, a main card with the likes of Alexei Olenek versus Chris Dorcas, uh, uh, Ketlin Vieira taking on Yana Kutsinskaya, and uh, the the main event. The Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis, the Black Beast. So that should be an absolute uh, war of a fight. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, come in and, and check that out. Uh, but yeah, follow uh, Shooting the Sports Ish, follow uh, Chair Shop Media Group, follow Visionaries Global Media, follow Carlos at Kurtbay underscore Carlos, follow me at DJ Kurtbay, and definitely go and check out. Uh, at Five Rounds Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, thank you all for listening, and that is the end. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc